0: This is a public health announcement brought to you by Heather Shepherd. The Primal Pioneer. Live an outdoor life. This is the Primal Pioneer Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you achieve optimal health. By making radical lifestyle, dietary, and environmental shifts to support forward movement with your health. I'm your host, Heather Shepard, radical health practitioner, gut health specialist, and homeopathic doctor in training. When I was 23 years old, I suffered a TBI, otherwise known as a traumatic brain injury. This event shifted my life from being a super athletic type A kind of person to being completely sidelined from physical activity for nearly 12 years. During that time, I tried every modality under the sun, desperately yearning, trying, and hoping to get better. It wasn't until I stepped outside of the conventional medical model and even much of the alternative medical model that I saw real lasting progress with my health. Today, I help thousands of people overcome both acute and chronic ailments using my nature and science-based radical approach to health, which targets the most important, yet most overlooked aspects of health and wellness. During today's episode, I talk all about how to prevent winter weight gain and how to navigate your workout. I also deep dive into why people tend to gain weight during the winter months how to overcome this. I talk about why I'm not a fan of working out at a gym. I get into how chronic vigorous exercise actually depletes and flatlines hormone health. And I discuss the importance of changing your diet with the seasons to support a healthy weight throughout the year. If you're someone who struggles with your weight, whether it's during the wintertime or otherwise, you will find this episode truly eye-opening Along your weight health journey. Enjoy! Hi everyone, welcome back to the Primal Pioneer. Today I am excited to talk with you all about how to prevent winter weight gain and I'm going to talk about my issues with gym memberships. Now that's a big deal coming from me because I used to be a big gym rat, literally go to the dictionary, look up gym rat, and you will see a picture of me in my basketball uniform, basketball under the arm, pouring sweat. That was me. I lived in a gymnasium for literally probably a good 20 years until my car accident. And so while I am a big fan of movement, movement has been a huge part of my life. It still is. Of course, I've gone through many different phases of moving my body um, from being an athlete and then getting in the debilitating car accident and healing from that and then um, reintroducing movement back into my life. It's always been a really big thing for me. It's always been very important to me. However, there are some issues and concerns regarding our health and and the way we work out and where we work out. And so I'm going to get into that during this episode. So if you're someone who tends to gain weight, especially during the winter, now even if you gain weight any time of year, this is going to be helpful for you to understand why you might be gaining weight and having a hard time losing that weight if the weight loss is stubborn. And then I'm also going to share about exercise, working out in gyms, etc. And um, how we can go about this from a root issue, meaning how can we overcome our weight struggles from a root issue, because diet and exercise are not getting us where we want to be. So you know, everybody is drawn to working out as soon as they gain weight, as soon as they start to gain weight. The first thought that we're trained to come into our mind is, okay, eat less, eat healthy and get to the gym. And when does this most often occur? January, the new year, right? January is literally the biggest income month for gyms, yoga memberships, CrossFit programs, fitness programs, etc. And We've been taught that in order to attain a healthy weight, we literally have to bust our ass in the gym, move our bodies, get in the sauna, sweat it out, work really hard. And like I said, don't get me wrong, movement is amazing. We all, or most of us could benefit from more movement. Some people actually move too much. I used to be one of those people. I wouldn't have even thought that until you know, I, I had that own personal experience. However, we tend to, those who work out or when we do work out, we tend to do it in a really vigorous way. And while there are some times where that can be helpful and beneficial and necessary, working our bodies out in a vigorous, intense way, much of the time is actually counterproductive to health. So if we think about our ancient ancestors and how They used to move their bodies. They weren't, you know, in the gym lifting like 500 pounds or all this weight and really doing all of this uh, heavy exertion that we are today. Of course, they worked really hard plowing their fields, making their farms, uh, building their homes, etc. But if we think about their body type, Compared to our body type now, for people who do work out in the gym, uh, the body type of our ancient ancestors looks very, very differently than, say, the average CrossFit person today, or even the NFL or NBA athlete, in which I was also a big part of that world and uh, trained professional athletes for several years post-college. So our bodies, people who are considered fit today, their bodies look much differently than the bodies of um, our ancient ancestors. The physique is really, really different. And there is really big reasons for this, which I'll get into here in the episode. But um, I want you to keep that in mind because my point here is that movement is good. The way we're going about it isn't ideal We're moving either not enough or we're moving way too much. But plain and simple, when we do decide to move, it's often really, really vigorous and intense. So we would do our bodies a much better service health-wise if we participated more in movement that was supportive to our health. Walking, hiking, gardening, chopping wood, swimming in the ocean, building things on our property, making... You know, uh, structures on our property, compost bins, uh, raised beds, etc. We would do our bodies much, much more good by engaging in these sort of activities. So, I want you to keep this in mind because if you're someone out there and, and you're really struggling with how to lose weight, how to lose weight during the winter or any time of year, know that it's not in this vigorous exercise. And interestingly enough, we don't we we often correlate working out to good health, right? However, my experience has been extremely different than that. I can say that for myself, from from firsthand experience, I am much healthier now than when I worked out vigorously, you know, six, sometimes even seven days a week from the age of literally 12 to 23 years old. And I saw that in the athletes, the professional athletes that I work with, and I see it in my healing practice now. This month alone, I've had seven people, and that's a lot. That's a, that's This is not like a typical thing I see in my practice, but this month alone, there's been about seven people who've come in with either chronic fatigue, hormonal imbalances, or cancer. And these individuals were really intense in the CrossFit world. They were cyclists. And um, one was a hardcore weightlifter. So, you know, I want to help you dissolve this myth that if you work out all the time at the gym, then that means you're healthy because it actually doesn't. Although they may appear Healthy on the outside, if they have chiseled abs, they got the six pack, they got, you know, they they look super muscular and fit. Um, We're going to take a look at what actually goes on on the inside of the body when we work out in this way. And so I just want to preface this episode by saying, just because you work out a lot doesn't actually mean you're healthy. So in a nutshell, movement's awesome. However, it doesn't get to the root of our weight gain, our weight loss struggles. So if a lack of movement isn't the whole story when it comes to achieving and maintaining a healthy weight, then I'm guessing you're wondering, well, what is? There's a lot to this. And before I give you the answer straight away, I wanna ask you a question and just really sit with us and think with this. I'm, I'm curious, what's the one thing that changes for everyone living outside of the tropics as we move towards winter? You all probably know what I'm going to say by now um, from knowing me and the podcast. And the answer is a pretty obvious one. And it's sunlight. It's sunlight availability and duration, how long it shows up in the sky, when it shows up in the sky, the angle at which it shows up at the sky. Um, when UV light is present and not, this is the biggest shift we all experience as we move into fall and winter, okay? So as we move towards winter, sunlight sunlight levels decrease and UV light levels in the sky decrease as well. Most places, UV light completely goes away during the winter months. So I want you to keep that in mind because what does that mean? It means you cannot make vitamin D from sunlight during the winter months. Now, I know when people hear that, they're like, oh, well, I'll just take a supplement then in the winter time. And I urge you not to do that. There are maybe some extreme cases where that might be recommended, but I can count on my one hand how many times I've recommended that to any of my clients. Family members, friends, etc. It's not a wise idea. You shouldn't be taking something that nature designed you to make, especially when that element is not present in nature. Instead, a wise move would be to really boost your UV light exposure by practicing the Sunlight RX throughout the spring and the summer so you boost your vitamin D levels naturally through the roof so when winter time comes along then you have this surplus you have like this extra storage of vitamin D and you can tailor your diet you can use diet to help stretch or prolong those vitamin D sources throughout winter so that you make it through winter uh, without suffering from seasonal affective disorder or depression or low energy or constipation or poor sleep or all the symptoms that tend to flare during the winter time, including weight gain. What do we know about people who are overweight or obese or struggle with weight loss? It's that they're deficient in vitamin D. Vitamin D is a little bit misleading because it's actually a hormone. It's a huge part of our hormone complex, and we need adequate vitamin D levels from sunlight in order to have healthy metabolic and hormone signaling and levels in our body. So, this is a big thing that changes as we get into fall and we get into winter, that UV light goes away. Ideally, we would do ourselves a very big service if we practice the heck out of our sunlight rx throughout the spring and summer and if you have yet to get that down it doesn't just mean go out in uv light you have to get in sun in a chronological order to actually prep your cells your skin your mitochondria to be able to absorb and utilize uv light when it shows up later later in the day in the solar spectrum so if you have yet to purchase the ebook head over to my site heathershepard.com and scroll down the homepage and you'll see where you can purchase the Sunlight RX ebook and start practicing that. Um, it's literally a short 30-page ebook that teaches you exactly step by step how to use sunlight to basically pump out loads of vitamin D um, and then use that to help you get through winter time without struggling with the negative side effects, the negative health side effects that a lot of people bump up against. And weight gain is one of those things that are really correlated to low vitamin D levels. So as always, as a radical health practitioner, I'm not a huge fan of supplements. There's some cases where I like to use some food grade uh, supplements to help facilitate healthy, gentle detoxification in the body. But when it comes to supplements especially things and elements, nutrients, hormones that your body's designed to make, vitamin D, melatonin, right? All of these things. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of taking them in pill form. It screws up the signaling in your body because nature designed you, what, 3.7 billion years ago to produce and pump out vitamin D, melatonin, dopamine, serotonin, thyroid hormone, all when you're in sunlight. So your body's programmed to produce those things when you get that photo stimulus from sunlight. And we don't attain that when we take those things in pill form. So what happens is the UV light starts to leave the sky for the winter time, And all of a sudden, people are struggling with winter weight gain, and um, they're feeling more sluggish, more fatigued, and they're having issues with getting the weight off. There's a huge correlation here. And forever, we've been taught that, hey, you're gaining weight, you really got to get on a diet, count your calories, count your macros, watch what you eat. And I've seen it all. I've seen people on every single type of diet you can possibly think of. I've tried every diet you could possibly think of. I've struggled with my weight, especially after my brain injury and I was less active just because I, I literally couldn't move my body in the same way without re-injuring my brain for, for a long time. You know, that was, that was a huge thing for me. And so it's not about movement. Um, because even if you uh, are more sedentary, uh, there are ways that you can still, you don't have to get in the gym and work your ass off in order to lose weight. Of course, I'm not telling you to be a couch potato or sit in front of the TV and, you know, you'll be healthy and, and awesome. Not, not at all. So what I'm getting here is it's important to make this correlation between sunlight, vitamin D, UV light, and your metabolism, and the impact light has on your metabolism. Because so many people, including myself that I've worked with, they struggle with metabolic diseases. And they do awesome in the summertime, in the spring, they do really awesome. They're primarily focusing on their diet, right? They're doing sunlight RX as as much as they can. When winter rolls around, the individuals who haven't committed as much to their sunlight RX during spring and summer, they tend to struggle more in the winter months because they don't have that surplus of UV light and vitamin D built up in their cells in their tissues to help uh, to help them make it through the winter without struggling with Health issues such as winter weight gain. So, I really want you to start uh, making this correlation that it's not all about diet. Is diet important? Absolutely. It's not all about movement. Is movement important? You bet your ass it is. (laughs) But we also have to start considering if we really want to get to the root of not only our weight gain struggles and our weight loss struggles, but our overall health, metabolic diseases. Cancer, type 2 diabetes, neurological conditions, these things are skyrocketing. And we would do our bodies much more of a beneficial service by getting more sunlight. So if you want to prevent winter weight gain, get your sunlight RX on in the spring and winter months. There's also more here that we need to dive into when it comes to winter weight gain. So For those of you who are new to this whole Sunlight concept, maybe you're listening and tuning into this podcast for the first time. Uh, When a a new patient client walks walks into my office, uh, I emphasize diet and I also emphasize the Sunlight Rx, especially when it comes to metabolic conditions like struggles around weight, somebody wanting to lose weight. We have to marry these two things together when we solely focus on diet, we aren't able to reset the signaling system that drives the metabolic and hormonal health. Quite literally, your metabolic and hormone health are designed to signal optimally when you're in sunlight. And this is why people can eat the same diet year round. And they can do well on the diet throughout the summer yet they gain weight in the winter or they gain weight in the summer if they live an indoor life and they aren't able to get outside and do their sunlight rx so many people have this yo-yo back and forth uh experience with their weight and this often revolves around their light environment so it's really really important to know that there's there's no diet out there that is going to help you achieve your weight loss goals long term until you incorporate light into the picture. So I wanted to really make that an emphasis on this episode because sunlight's super, super important when it comes to weight loss, and it's the most overlooked area. It's why people struggle, they go back and forth, they can't achieve long term success. And it's why people, um, they struggle with their weight in the winter months, because that UV light goes away. And uh, then in turn, they haven't built up their their UV, their vitamin D surplus, and they don't have enough of that those hormones to get them through the winter without struggling or suffering from the negative health effects. Let's talk a little bit about why people gain weight during the winter outside of, you know, light exposure. And this is always going to, you know, tie back into light, but we need to take a look at people's winter time diets to see how this is encouraging their weight gain or prevent, and or preventing their weight loss. So one huge, huge reason why people gain weight during the winter is because they don't alter their diet as the light frequency in the sky changes. What do I mean by that? Well, exactly what we have been talking about here. So as UV light leaves the sky, which it does, uh, unless you're living in the tropics, you're going to have UV light all year round. Uh, okay. But outside of the tropics, you're not. With the exception of if you live at 5,000 feet elevation or above, then in some cases, you do have UV light available all year. but you'll have to um, you'll have to really check this out and research it and to see if if UV light is in your area if you're at 5,000 feet and above. And there's there are way, really easy ways to detect that and do that. But in most places, What happens is we move into the winter months and we keep the same diet or we keep a similar diet even when the light frequency is changing. And this is why I'm not a fan of a one diet fits all. Like, hey, you have autoimmunity, do the autoimmune elimination diet. Or you have gut health struggles, do the GAPS diet. Or you have cancer, do the Gerson diet. Or you have cancer, do the ketogenic diet. I'm not a fan of one, uh, a single track dietary focus, because there's zero diets right now at this time that take the light environment into consideration. And you might think, Heather, like, what's the big deal? Like, who cares what the sunlight's doing? Why does that impact my food? I talk all about this in the metabolic reset course, I go into to detail about this and how to alter your diet to support your health. As the seasons change, but really, in a nutshell, um, this is a huge deal because think about your food. What does it need to grow? It needs light in order to grow. And your body it like has a barcode for the type of light your food is exposed to. And so when you eat that food, and let's say there's, that food was grown in strong UV light. Let's just take a banana or a watermelon, for example, right? It needs to be grown in strong UV light. And you eat that in the middle of winter then the uh, information your cells are going to get is, hey, there's UV light present, but your skin, your eyes are not receiving that UV light in your environment. This creates a mismatched state, okay? And so what happens is this drives inflammation, and this is a huge underlying root cause of things like weight gain. When we eat foods that contain UV light, when UV light isn't present in the sky, so we can look at a at different diets and and our and our ancient ancestors, and they did not eat the same diet year round, because one they didn't have whole foods grocery store near them, but also they had to grow their own food and work with what was around their environment their surroundings and so they they would never be eating bananas or berries or kiwis or watermelon in the middle of winter right this would not occur instead in the winter time they would be have a more ketogenic type of focus just naturally based on what was around them what was in their area at that time of year there's more protein there's more fat available there's not a lot of starches carbohydrates fruits etc available in most places during the winter months so we would do uh we would do our our bodies a big big favor if we learn to eat within the season this is a huge way to prevent winter weight gain and um, i know that might not sound like a linear correlation but really our bodies don't work in a linear way they they don't work in this linear mathematical and i say mathematical like of course our body there's quantum physics and and uh, so much involved in the body what i mean by that is our bodies don't work in this linear way they don't uh, you know if you' if you eat a food that's considered anti-inflammatory or if you food that eat a food that's considered anti-cancer, right? Your body doesn't necessarily read that food as Google does. So you can Google bananas and it'll be like, oh, it's high in potassium and you should eat bananas if you have muscle cramps or if you uh, have high blood pressure. And that's a total crock of baloney because your body does not work in that linear, systematic fashion like that. It's very nonlinear. It's very diverse. It has to um, really navigate your environment, which is always changing. And, and so approaching diet in a linear way really does our bodies a, a big disservice. And so this is one main main contributing factor to struggles with weight and winter weight gain is that we eat foods that are out of season and so we're, we're eating the wrong kind of foods during the wrong time of year. And this is a huge thing that fuels inflammation, weight gain, and metabolic disorders. So I really want you to keep that in mind, especially here in the Northern Hemisphere, as we go into winter, pay attention to your food, where it's coming from, and uh, and the light it's grown in before you just make a linear choice like oh these are high in antioxidants or it's anti-cancer we need to look uh, a little bit we need to look at our diets more in a non-linear way to get the health benefits that we desire from our food and from diet if you're ready to prevent or overcome a metabolic and hormonal health related struggle such as weight issues, you're in luck. Now for the first time, a truly holistic and integrative approach to metabolic health is available to you. On November 27th, 2020, I'll be launching the Metabolic Reset course, a course and program that incorporates step-by-step guidelines regarding how to effectively reset metabolic and hormonal signaling in the body. And I'll teach you how to do so using diet, sunlight, detoxification, and much more. After witnessing the continued health successes with myself, my loved ones, and my clients, I'm excited to offer this truly health transformative program to you all. If you're ready to finally get to the root of your metabolic health struggles, you can start right now. Head over to my site, Heathershepherd.com, That's H-E-A-T-H-A-R- S H E P A R D.com. Click on the metabolic course tab to reserve your spot in the metabolic reset program. And I'll be launching this on November 29th, 2020. I can't wait to help you get to the root of your metabolic and hormonal health struggles. So you can begin to experience long-term health success. I'll see you there. Let's transition here into exercise and why I'm not a huge fan of vigorous exercise or working out at gyms, so to speak. Um, And I want to spend time on this because we're taught so over and over again, we're taught so frequently that if you're unhealthy, especially if you're overweight, you better get in the gym to get that weight off. So let's take a closer look. At this, and we're going to get into the radical non-linearness of <laughs> of exercise and working out, and why I'm not a huge fan of vigorous working out, especially working out vigorously inside in gymnasiums. There's a lot to consider here, so I'm going to give you three of my key points as to why I'm not a fan of working out in gyms. And uh, let's dive in here. So number one, if you're overweight, okay, or struggling with weight issues, just right off the bat, we know that there's a metabolic imbalance going on, we know that the hormones are out of balance, and we can tell that simply from looking at the individual who is struggling with their weight struggling with your weight, there's metabolic insufficiencies, there's hormone insufficiencies going on. Vigorous exercise further depletes the hormones. Because if you don't have enough hormones to start with, and then you go into the gym and you work out vigorously, an activity, uh, vigorous physical activity depletes hormones, okay? Then you're going to further perpetuate this imbalanced state of hormones, especially cortisol. Now, cortisol is a light modulated time release hormone, meaning it is released depending on the time of day, depending on the sunlight you're exposed to. So, for example, those of you who know the Sunlight RX know that um, red light combined with blue starts to stimulate and pump out cortisol, okay? And it does so first thing in the morning, and then it even increases as you get into the afternoon. And there are very, very important physiological reasons for this. One is that cortisol in the blood prevents sunburn. So this is a very ingenious way that nature has designed you to prevent sunburn and when you prevent sunburn you absorb more uv light and thereby pump out more vitamin d so um, individuals who struggle with weight gain that you want to lose weight there's there you have you have a lot of weight you're carrying around or some that you you're ready to lose we know that there's an imbalance of cortisol and that it's likely being released at the wrong times of day, right? We want cortisol to be released in the morning. So we feel awake, we feel refreshed, we feel invigorated. Um, we're, we're ready to take the bull by the horn, so to speak, and tackle our day. This is cortisol. When you feel that, when you don't feel groggy, when you wake up, but you feel refreshed, you feel ready to go, that's cortisol, right? And the more you get into your day, especially the more you get around 12, 1 o'clock, okay, that's when you're going to have uh, even more cortisol is going to be released from sunrise till when that UV light shows up in the sky. Um, because you're it's going to keep you uh, energized, focused, and it's going to help you absorb more vitamin D. Okay, people who struggle with their weight, people who have metabolic issues, what happens is they don't have enough cortisol or, and or it's being released during the wrong times of day. So they feel sluggish in the morning, they feel sluggish in the afternoon, and then the evening rolls around and they're like, hey, I'm a night person. I'm just a night owl and, and that's when I thrive. And I completely get that, but actually that's a sign that your cortisol release is a little messed up and we need to get that back in balance exercising vigorously while your hormones are out of balance and while you have a metabolic disease or disorder is a huge huge no-no it's going to perpetuate a poor hormone panel and metabolic disorders so if you want to engage in in Uh, more strenuous activities, if that's something that you really enjoy, it's a good idea to wait until your hormone panel has improved, your metabolic health has improved, until you start doing more strenuous activity. You're going to save your hormones and your your overall health by doing so. So this is why my first recommendation to people who want to lose weight is not to get a gym membership, and is not to work out really intensely. If you want to start walking, if you want to do something light, by all means, yes, that is more in alignment with helping to get your hormones and um, metabolic health back on track. So uh, that is one main recommendation. And I know it's completely opposite as to what we're taught. But let's be honest, What we're being taught actually isn't helping or else people wouldn't continuously struggle with their weight, especially in this like yo-yo kind of way. All right, let's talk about number two, exercising in an artificial environment. What do I mean by this? We're indoors, we're under fake light, and there's usually a lot of Wi-Fi going on. Okay, depending on where you live, think about your gym. How many people are in the gym at one time? How many of them have an Apple Watch, their iPhone, they're listening to music? You know, you you do the math. It'll depend on the, the population density in your area. I'm going to guarantee that about 99% of those people don't have their uh, tech devices in airplane mode, right? So... Not only are you working out in artificial light, but you're also working out in this, basically this microwave radiation, radio frequency environment. And um, I know that might sound intense to hear, but we have to look at the reality of our situation of what's going on today and, and the world we've created with all the technology. Of course, there's amazing benefits of technology. You're able to listen to this podcast. I'm able to publish this podcast. Um, But there's ways that we can work with technology so it doesn't compromise our health. For example, I record all my podcasts with my phone in airplane mode and and I only turn the phone on to upload the, the episode. So, you know, there's ways to work with technology, but when it comes to working out It's not a great idea to be working out in an artificial environment, artificial light and microwave radio frequency. This isn't optimal for your cells. And I'm gonna give you an explanation here as to why so you can really grasp the picture here. And this is really big for the person who um, is struggling with their weight because I want your, your energy production Capabilities to be super super ideal, supercharged, basically, I want your battery to be like the energizer bunny, and to do so when you actually do work out, it's important that you're in a natural environment to support your battery because we know all hormonal and metabolic diseases, which weight gain struggles absolutely fall under that category. In these situations, you're not producing enough energy at the mitochondrial level. You're you're basically energy inefficient. And in order to attain and achieve your weight loss goals, which is absolutely possible when you're in the right environment and have the right plan, um, you need to recharge your battery. And so one way to do that is when you do start incorporating exercise that you're doing so in an, in a natural environment. And so when we're exercising in an artificial environment, what happens is we further perpetuate this flatlining of cortisol and the the free radicals that we're producing at the mitochondrial level, they're altered. So what do I mean by that? Because We think of free radicals in terms of things that are bad. We want to neutralize them with antioxidants so that they don't cause cancer or harm in our body, right? This is how we've been taught to think about free radicals, and that's absolutely one aspect of free radicals. But our mitochondria also produce free radicals in a beneficial way that helps to support our energy production and the, the electrical charge around our cells. So free radicals are not all in all a bad thing. Um, we need free radicals in order to maintain the charge around our cells. And specifically, we need our mitochondria to be pumping out triplet state free radicals, so that we can achieve um, that really potent electrical charge around ourselves. When we have, when our, our mitochondria are pumping out triplet state free radicals, this is how you begin to produce more energy and become energy efficient. When we're working out in an artificial environment, our mitochondria, they pump out something called singlet state free radicals. And these free radicals are detrimental to health to say the least. And so this is very misleading because somebody who looks ripped and lean, right, from working out, or maybe they're a CrossFit junkie, or, uh, you know, they're into weightlifting, or whatever, they, they love going to the gym, right? We all know these people, I, I used to be one of them, love going to the gym, and uh, lifting weights and getting in shape, right? And they look healthy, lean, ripped from the outside. But if we take a look, a snapshot, At their inside, if we take a look at their mitochondria, if we take a look at their hormone panel, if we actually take a look at their metabolic profile and health. What we see is this free radical production that's going out in the singlet state versus the triplet state. And this is why athletes are more prone to certain types of cancers. This is why CrossFit guys get serious injuries, spinal injuries. And um, this is all because they're working out in an artificially lit environment. And in this microwave and radio frequency environment, this changes the free radical signaling at the mitochondrial level. So it's a very, very big thing to take into account. So bottom line, when it comes to this topic of, of free radicals and your, your mitochondria and, and the type of free radicals they're pumping out, it's important to know that one, not all free radicals are created equal. Okay, so they come in different flavors, depending on the environment you live and work out in. And so when you're exposed to things like pollutants, uh, breast implants, I say that because so many of my clients and people I know have had breast implants and struggle with the negative consequences of those. You know, when you're exposed to cigarette smoke, etc. Yes, this produces uh, a type of free radical, of course, but There are are two free radical types that I mentioned that you produce at the mitochondrial level, the singlet state, the triplet state, and the triplet state free radical. This is really huge because it increases the charge around the cell. It increases the easy water around the cell. and If you want to learn more about easy water, there's a really simple read called The Fourth Phase of Water. I believe it's by Gerald Pollack. And it talks about this in a really simple way um, and very in depth. And I think he also has a few really good podcasts out that he's been interviewed on. So uh, you can you can look him up. But he talks a lot about this easy water, which is basically the electrical charge that goes around the cell. When your your mitochondria pump out triplet state free radicals, you get this uh, buildup of easy water around the cell, and this is how you improve your energy, you get better sleep, you increase your healing capabilities. And this is why our ancient ancestors looked the way they did, okay? Versus our CrossFit people today and how they look. And we know this from Weston A. Price's work. Yeah, Weston A. Price focused on diet. But what part did he leave out? Is that all the people he interviewed lived in sunlight they were grounded lived in a natural environment there was no artificial light they were pumping out some serious triplet state free radicals and this is why those people look so much more different than the people who work out at say like gold's gym today they look extremely different because they're pumping out different free radicals they're 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 in the triplet state versus the singlet state and the singlet state it diminishes mitochondrial health, it diminishes your energy production, it diminishes your healing capacity, and it completely alters your metabolic and hormonal signaling in a not ideal way. And it makes the body more frail. So, even on the outside, if you look ripped and chiseled from working out at the gym, on the inside, there's this hollowness, there's this frailness in, uh, in the body, in the structure, okay? And this is why. A lot of uh, people who work out excessively or a lot, even professional athletes, they're susceptible to disease and injury and chronic fatigue states, especially um, as they get older. And uh, professional athletes, you know, their careers are done around the age of 30, 40 at, at tops. And so we can look at ex-athletes professional athletes today some of them okay they've done a good job a lot of them they're looking a little rough and I can say you know I I totally get it because I think this is one reason why I started to get gray hair at you know what before my mid-30s I started to get gray hair and I completely attribute that to for so many years I was working out working out really hard creating these singlet state free radicals and my body was my metabolic panel my my hormone panel was really really it struggled it suffered as a result and so the past 10 years I've been really working hard to reverse that and get more get more in the triplet state and um, how do you do this really easy you get your sunlight rx on you start to eat seasonally, you start to mitigate your EMF exposure, throw the Apple iWatch in the freaking trash. That thing is a is a nightmare for the metabolic panel, the hormone panel, cancer. It totally uh, messes up the free radical signaling. You're, the, the mitochondria and the signaling at, uh, that happens in there is very, very sensitive to artificial light and artificial frequencies. So Um, this is why working out inside a gym is very counterproductive to the individual looking to lose weight, to keep the weight off, and to anyone really who's seeking long-term health and and longevity. So I really, I know that was uh, a little bit of an explanation there, but I really wanted you to grasp why I'm not a fan of vigorous exercise and working out in gyms. And uh, because I want you to hopefully apply this to your life to improve your health. Okay. So let's look at number three, overweight, obese, type two diabetes, and uh, other metabolic and hormonal disorders. These are energy production related disorders. And I have mentioned this throughout the episode here, but really I want to emphasize that these disorders, there's an issue. There's compromised energy production at the mitochondria and cellular level. And so when we expend too much energy, say, working out at the gym or, um, you know, getting in a vigorous exercise program, this further depletes our energy production capabilities especially when our metabolic and hormonal health are already compromised. Your body will handle vigorous exercise and strenuous exercise much better when your metabolic and hormone health have improved. So in order to overcome root issues of weight gain and weight loss struggles, we need to improve the energy production capability. We need to improve the your battery charge because when you're overweight, obese, you struggle with type 2 diabetes or other metabolic issues, your battery's running on low juice. So a first and primary step is to reset the metabolism using light, using meal timing, using high-octane protein and fats, and then add in exercise when we see the improvements in your hormone panel, in your in your uh, metabolic health, in your symptoms, right? When the hormones are robust enough to handle more strenuous exercises. So in the initial phases of weight loss, I actually don't encourage a whole lot of exercise because this has counterproductive effects on the energy production capabilities. Walking, hiking, swimming, sure, these are all really great. I wouldn't go super vigorous uh, because that can be counterproductive. So This year, my suggestion, of course, you all have choice, but my suggestion, skip the gym membership, cut the carbs, and join the Metabolic Reset course to prevent winter weight gain and attain long-term health goals. Get yourselves in the triplet state, and um, you can do so by joining the Metabolic Reset course, and I'll see you there. Thanks so much to all of you who tuned into the episode today all about overcoming and preventing winter weight gain. I hope you found the episode empowering and insightful along your healing path, and I hope this brought a fresh new perspective on how to overcome weight gain from a root place. For those of you who enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to post a five-star review with your comments and support. This is such an amazing way to fuel and motivate my continued podcasting and sharing via this platform, and it's an awesome way to help spread the word to others, searching for deeper answers around their health struggles. I thank you so much for that support. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at sunlight underscore Rx, or on Facebook, Heather Shepard, and visit me on my site, heathershepard.com, where my Metabolic Reset course recipes and radical health blog are all included keep up the awesome healing work everyone and i'll see you next week the primal pioneer podcast is not intended to diagnose treat or cure any disease in the western medical sense or terms it is to be used for educational and informational purposes only The information shared on this podcast and all of Heather Shepard's work is not a form of diagnostic medicine, nor is it a medical treatment. Heather Shepard is a health educator, radical health practitioner, and a trained EMF specialist. And although she has a bachelor's in science and master's education in alternative medicine, she is not a medical doctor and does not give medical advice. Her work and sharing is to be used for informational and educational purposes only.